guys, and welcome to Life in Perspective. It's been a minute since I've had the opportunity to just sit down and talk to y'all. And I have no idea (laughs) where this conversation is going to go, but I just felt led to just share with you some things that God's been challenging me on and in areas that I've been growing in. Um, I guess the first thing is a couple of weeks ago, I shared a video on Instagram uh, that kind of felt like random thoughts. I'm currently reading this book called The Awe of God, and it is wrecking my entire life. It's like one of those books that you read where you thought you knew God, like the way you're supposed to know God. And then you read the book and you like, I don't even know if I actually knew God for real. (laughs) Um, But I've actually never had the type of experience with a book that I'm currently having. I mean, like I read the intro to the intro and I felt the presence of God. I've never read a book like that. I pray that my book does that for people because I was like, oh, wait. (laughs) I need to like, I need to like focus on this book. It's not something I'll skim through and it's not a book that I'll like put down and won't pick up because I didn't finish it. Like I'm really, really locked in. But um, as I was reading, it was maybe like day two, I came across this scripture, uh, Psalms 27 and eight, and I want to share it with you. Um, In the Amplified, it says, when you said, seek my face in prayer, Require my presence as your greatest need. My heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I will seek on the authority of your word. And there's another version that just basically says, when you said, seek my face, I said, here I come. <laughs> like, And it like sparked this question in me that like, what if everything in our lives was an invitation? And I like sat with that for a while because I don't think we really consider life as an invitation to do life with God. Like, I don't think we look at our relationships, our gifts, our talents, our ups, our downs, the ebbs, the flows, everything that we experience in life. What if we viewed it as an invitation to God? And it was like it felt like a random thought. And then I posted it and then people started identifying with it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want you to just agree with the thought. I want you to, like, consider how you live life. Do you live life as every experience that you have is an invitation to God? So if you are married and you all have a baby, do you consider the birth of a child an invitation to God? It's like if I viewed life that way, it's like everything that exists in this world is to get me to God. When usually when we experience a good thing in life, it takes us away from God. And I recognize that in reading this book and I've been in a time of consecration, I recognize that although I was doing a lot of stuff for God, my heart was far from him. And I felt like I wanted to share that because we oftentimes judge people based off what we see them do. And if you're paying attention to all the things that are happening in the world, everybody ain't who they seem to be. And part of that is because a lot of people are doing things in the name of God without him. And I like I have a lot of thoughts concerning this. But the first one is I'll start with me. Is like, I think in November, I found myself extremely burned out because I had said yes to all of these things. 
And I had no capacity for most of them. And I recognized that a lot of times I was saying yes out of fear of being without. Because to say yes to a thing means that I make money. (laughs) And I'll be, you know, like, pretty stable. And then I felt like in the month of December that God called me into a month of rest. And he said, don't say yes to anything. Actually, don't do anything (laughs) like don't take no gigs, don't take nothing. And I was like, you know, I'm down for that. But how am I live? You know what I'm saying? Because because I because in this the real world, we need money. (laughs) And I literally watched God in the first five days of December settle my life without me doing anything. And I felt like, oh, this is like what we're going to do for the month of December. Until I got to January and he was like, no, this is your life. Now, it's funny because we'll go through a journey like I often share like, oh, God walked me off of my job and he gave me stability. I recognize that every time God walks me into something, I have the tendency to think that that thing is what is bringing me uh, stability. And every time I do that, God rips it from me. And reminds me that he's the provider. And I'm sharing this because oftentimes we will make the thing that God supplied our God. And the reason I know you make it your God is because when God asks you to give it to him, you can't. Because you feel like, well, my stability is in this thing. And so what I thought was like a journey or like a lesson has become an invitation (laughs) to dependence on God consistently. And so it extends beyond um, provision monetarily. I recognized that I was also um, finding stability in what I did for God, and that was substituting uh, my relationship for God because so much of my relationship revolved around preparing what I was going to say to somebody else or preparing on what I was going to preach to somebody else or preparing how I was going to show up instead of all of those things creating or instead of all of those spaces and people experiencing the overflow of an existing relationship. When I first started preaching, that's what it was. It was an overflow of my relationship with Jesus that got to be put on display. But oftentimes when God starts to elevate us, we lose sight of our why. And I'm only sharing this because hopefully you can examine your own life and recognize the invitation because God shining light on this wasn't for me to feel condemned, even though I did. Like, I'm going to get to that part. (laughs) Um, But it was an invitation to say, hey, Brenda, the reason you are overwhelmed and the reason that you are, like, suffering is because you're trying to do this without me. And sometimes that is a tough pill to swallow when you think you are doing life with God. Because there is the assumption that success um, in the eyes of society is obedience to God. Or relationship with God. And so, you know, sometimes you just got to sit with the fact that your stuff stinks. (laughs) And um, I appreciate that part of God. I appreciate the part of God that will hit me up by the neck and say, girl, I gave you this. And don't you ever forget it. 
And I appreciate the part of my heart that still feels convicted. I don't know why I feel emotional. <laughs> but I never want to get to a place that I'm so numb to the fact that I'm doing life without God. I, I promise you I will walk away from it all before it ever gets to that place. Woo! Kim's not going to be happy. <laughs> um, and I think, like, it's really interesting because, like, I can look back on, like, different weeks and, like, recognize that I was numb to it. And the thing that, like, awakened me was I had a realization that I said yes to something that God actually sent me a warning to say no to. Oh, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> Woo. Um, so maybe like back in July, um, y'all know Stephanie. She always having dreams, okay? And Steph has a dream, and she says, hey, Brenda, um, you're going to get an invitation to a place and um, you're actually not supposed to go there. You need to say no to it because the place is actually like the the people there like are corrupt, like they are like false prophets. And so, okay, I'm extremely new to this world, right? So I'm thinking, in my being naive, I'm thinking that everything that comes, God is sending it. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at that. The Lord opened another door. And so I would take the opportunity as a sign that, like, this is what God wants me to do. And so that dream kind of, like, jarred me a little bit because I'm like, well, how do I know? Like, like I mean, like, I pray and I hear from God, but, like, this is, like, a new, a new space I'm learning to hear God in. And so I, like, actually had already said yes to something that I went to and I was like, I think God was like not there. <laughs> like, I don't think I was supposed to do that. And it wasn't like anything major. And so then she was like, no, I don't think you've gone yet. Oh, excuse me. Fast forward to like top of 2024, God reveals where it was. And y'all, I am extremely hard on myself. And I was like, oh my God, like, how could I do this? Like, I was just really, really um, sad. And I was so sad because I thought that, like, God was disappointed in me. And I'm like, look what I've, like, opened. Oh my God. <laughs> look, it's probably because this is the first time I'm talking about this. So I'm, I don't have control over my emotions right now. But I felt like, um, and I have no idea how I ended up talking about this. <laughs> but, um, I felt like God was disappointed in me. And if we go all the way back to creation and the fall of man, the first thing they do is hide in shame. And I think I did that internally. And so, whoo, Jesus Christ. Um, and so, like, instead of, like, accepting the invitation to God for us to process it together, I created distance, but only in my heart. Not action, because I was still showing up, still like 
you know, walking and carrying out my assignment, but my heart was far from God because I thought he was upset with me. <laughs> I'm really trying to keep it together. Um, and it wasn't until, oh my goodness, I started like consecration, which is like, I know how I got here because I'm trying to highlight, like I had a lot of invitations in like the story I just told you. And if we are not aware that the things that we experience in life are invitations to go to God, we will miss him. We'll miss the warnings. We'll miss his covering. We'll miss like his correction. Because when Steph first had the dream, the first thing I should have done was go to God. It was an invitation to seek him in that process. I believe it wasn't even just about that one place. It was about the idea that I need to include God in this part of my life. And same thing with like feeling like I let God down once I realized where I went and what actually took place there. And then I like remembered how I felt when I was there and it, it, it just was a lot. And I'm like, man, God was really trying to spare me. And then I'm like, did I open my, you know, like then I went on this whole little thing that you could do when you're like a recovering perfectionist and you want to always get it right. And when you don't get it right, it just unravels your life. Like I am that person. And so then I started saying like, oh, this thing didn't happen because God was mad at me. And like, I never want to disappoint God. And when I feel like I have, I really, I take it hard. Um, and so I'm saying that to say like, we have to be aware of the invitations that God sends us. Um, and if I consider that every experience in life is an invitation to do life with God, then I pay more attention. I respond better. I actually respond. And so um, yeah, I am on the other side of all of this. Um, but I felt like I needed to share it because I know like you will look at my life on social media and you'll be like, that girl is really close to God. Well, I had a couple months where I was very far from him and you didn't even know. And that brings me to deception in the sense of not like I was out here trying to deceive y'all, <laughs> but it could happen. And that's why you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus so that you can identify deception. Because if you just pay attention to all the things that are happening, your relationship with God cannot be contingent on another person's relationship with God. You cannot stand before Jesus and be like, well, Jesus, the pastor that you gave me did all of this. So I had to walk away from you. That's dumb. And he ain't going to accept that. And he's going to be like, depart from me. I never knew you because you never received the invitation to talk to him. And this is like one of those moments where it's like, I have to highlight the fact that I'm a human and I only get to do the things that I get to do by the grace of God. And I don't want to do them without the presence and the anointing. And it's so crazy because, like, now I can think about things in some moments and instances in my life where I'm like, I feel dry. Why do I feel dry? Well, it was because I created space because I thought God was mad at me. When in actuality, him revealing those things to me was only an invitation to say, hey, Brenda, let's do this together. Let's do life together. Opportunities that God walks you into is so that you could do it together. Part of the reason people are like struggling and falling and f making decisions that don't reflect the God they serve is because they are not doing life with God. We oftentimes do life for God. Like, like 
the decisions we make and the stuff we do for him makes him God. No, he's already God. And he granted us the privilege and the opportunity to do life with him. And so then when you do a thing that God, man, grants you the opportunity to do and you decide to do it without him, the nerve of you, the nerve of us to take an opportunity that God gave us a platform, influence, whatever your thing is, that family, those relationships, that job, whatever God granted you to steward, the nerve of you to steward it like you gave it to yourself and like you can maintain or sustain it because you cannot do it in your own strength. I promise you the weight of the thing that God has called me to do Doing it without him for a small amount of time almost crushed me. Because it was you were never designed to do it without him. And I, I didn't even know this was a lesson I learned. But I hope what I'm saying is making sense because it's all unraveling for me. Um, but don't ignore the invitation. And here's the thing about an invitation. You can respond to it. But you still got to show up. The invitation is not received until you show up. Somebody invites you somewhere. You you RSVP. You say yes, no, maybe. You still have to show up. And so that's my advice to you. Don't do the life God gave you without God. Unsuccessful. Some of the hardest times in my life and it's subtle it is so subtle it is one decision that seems super minor that will have you off on a road and you not even recognize you ain't talked to God in six weeks while still doing life for God it's ridiculous and so I'm just saying like I don't really know (laughs) but I just wanted to have an honest conversation. Like, I I feel like we need more leaders, I guess. That's what people consider me to be. (laughs) To just be like, hey, I missed it. And I'm going to tell y'all that for a while, I was missing it and had no clue. Until the Lord hemmed me up and I was like, oh, shoot. I was really out here doing life without God. I don't ever want to experience that in my life again and like bro it's it's crazy I'm just gonna say like pay attention to the signs because like spending time with God and him like showing me and like saying remember this and remember this I'm like dang I do remember this and I also remember how I got to that point and so yeah like being surrendered to the Holy Spirit is also accepting and embracing when he corrects you. The Holy Spirit don't just patty cake you and think that you do everything well. You don't. It's especially if you are making decisions from a place of your flesh. And that's just what it is. I, 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 I knew I was in trouble when I started seeing all the stuff that was happening in the world. And it within the church community. And I literally, top of this year, was like, I don't want to do this no more. I was hopeless. And then I had to sit with the fact that 
things were falling apart seemingly, but I was losing hope. So that means that a portion of my hope was in that thing. And then Jesus had to remind me that hope is found in him. And he doesn't change. He doesn't fall apart. And he's consistent and he's faithful. And his word stands in spite of all the things that I'm seeing that are disheartening. That is why I was saying I didn't want to do it anymore. Because it's disheartening. It's disheartening. It's disheartening. I have a list of reasons why it is. And I don't want to get into all of that. But I hope that if you don't get anything out of this conversation and this me confessional child at this point, (laughs) is that, man, like, you got to do life with Jesus. The earth was completely empty and he chose to put us in it. Why? Because he desired relationship with us. We trashed it, spit in his face practically. And he still created another opportunity to ensure that we always had access to him to build relationship. And I promise you, I don't want anything more than I want relationship with Jesus. And so if he said, hey, you are struggling to do life with me because of this thing, he can have it. And that's the place we have to live at. That's the point we have to live Like, our hearts have to be that surrendered that the only thing that matters. It literally says, like, the scripture I read at the top, like, my greatest need is to seek the face of God. My greatest need is to do life with Jesus. And so I want to pray with you. If you are in a place like I was and you feel like you've been doing the motions of life with God, but your heart is far from him, there is grace. Doesn't mean you keep making those decisions. It means that this is a sign that there's now an invitation. God's like, I've been here waiting to lift the load. I've been here waiting to do life with you. If you would just include me in it, don't allow ego and pride to keep you from a father who stands with his arms open wide. He's waiting on you. And he loves you so much that he will cause things to happen in your life to present you with an invitation to come do life with him. So, Lord, I thank you for every person watching this podcast, listening to this. God, you know exactly where they are in their journey with you. And so, God, in this moment, we make space for those of us who just want to repent for thinking that we could exist without you, that we could uh, journey to destiny without your leading and your guiding and your love God, we thank you um, that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And we thank you that after this moment of repentance, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. God, we thank you that you don't see us through our mistakes, but you see us through the finished work of Jesus that says we are redeemed. And so, God, I thank you for this moment of calling us higher. I thank you of this moment of helping us to navigate the areas where we miss it and always being there to pick us up. And so, God, I just pray right now against the spirit of shame for those who have fallen away in whatever capacity or in whatever way. God, I thank you that, man, in this moment, instead of shame, God, that they would feel love, that your word declares nothing could separate us from your love, not depth, not height, not width. Absolutely nothing could separate us from your love. So I pray that no matter where they are, there's no distance in the spirit. God, that they would feel your tangible presence and that they would embrace your love. God, I thank you for being a father. 
I thank you for being El Roy, the God who sees that even when uh, we feel unworthy of a glance, God, you see us. And so, God, we thank you for the opportunity to start again, to start afresh and to start anew. I thank you for my family that's watching this, God. I thank you that, man, that above anything, we understand the weight of what it means to do life with you. And I pray that you give us all the courage to continue to accept the invitations to do life with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. I hope that something was said today to help put your life in perspective. Do me a favor. Share this with everybody. Like, comment. Go ahead. Subscribe to the channel because you don't want to miss a thing. I love you. And we'll be right back here next week. This is Life in Perspective. We out.